Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Effortless English, the Effortless English Show. Welcome. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to speak English like a native. On today's show, we're talking about casual English. Let's get casual, dude. Casual. We're going to relax and talk about casual conversation. Casual means relaxed. It's the opposite of formal. We also say informal, meaning not formal. Not formal conversation, relaxed conversation, such as between friends or family. I'm going to play a short part of a conversation with my mom. I called her on the phone. I recorded the conversation. We talk about the weather. So it's a very normal, common, casual conversation. Also on the show today, I will tell you about... British English and American English. It's a common question I get on Twitter. Which one is better? Which one should I learn, American or British English? I will answer that question once and for all, finally. When you are ready, when you are ready to become an advanced English speaker, to speak powerfully and fluently, and to use your English to get better jobs, more money, travel, study abroad, then join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. You can try it for $1, 10 days for $1, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Try my VIP program today. Casual English. What does that mean? Casual. Well, it just means, it means relaxed, right? So the opposite would be formal, formal English. So formal English is the English you hear in, for example, the TOEFL exam. TOEFL and IELTS, actually both teach a kind of formal English. You know, it's kind of academic. You learned formal English in school. When you studied English in school, maybe you still are, you learned formal English. That's what the textbooks teach. That's what all the English schools teach. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. And you? Right, that's a very formal way of greeting. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. And you? Right? The problem is that that's not how most people speak. Especially Americans, North Americans, I would say, even Canadians and people from America. We're kind of relaxed. We're very relaxed. You know, even in business, even in business, we are relaxed. 
A, a lot of people have this idea that business English is very formal. Like everybody speaks like a professor and it's very formal. But it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. American business people are quite relaxed. They tell jokes. They use casual conversation all the time. Only in a very, uh, I would say, formal or important presentation, like a speech, a presentation. In that situation, yes, you would be formal. Maybe a meeting with the the big boss, you know, the president of the company. Yes, then you would be formal. But in your own team or working with even um, customers, clients, other businesses, eh, pretty casual, quite casual. So casual English is important. Now, let me read a small section from my book. This is another little section from my book about casual English. Then we will listen to the conversation with my mom, my mom and I, talking about the weather, which I recorded just a few days ago. Okay, here we go. This is from my book. If you have the print version of my book, page 124. Learning casual conversation. In San Francisco, where I used to live, I met many students with high English test scores and great grades in their English classes. Yet, when they sat in a cafe, they couldn't understand what people were saying around them. They had absolutely no idea what normal Americans were saying. They had been trained in formal academic English, with a focus on grammar rules. I think this is totally backwards. Common, casual conversation should be the first thing you learn. The first need, after all, is to communicate with other people. You want to chat with people in a cafe. You want to make friends and understand what they are saying. You want to talk to your co-workers. You want to understand TV shows and movies. Common English should be what you learn first and then later. And only if you need it, then you can focus on academic English. Okay. You get the idea. In most, most situations, except school, people are using common, casual, conversational English. They are not saying, hello, how are you? I'm fine, and you? You'll hear when I... Actually, you won't hear the greeting, but when I call my mom or I call my friends, they just say, hi, hey, what's up? You know, something like that. They don't say, hello, how are you? I'm fine. I'll say, hey, what's up? How's it going? Eh, it's going okay. Right? That's It's that kind of English, and that's exactly what you're going to hear everywhere you go in the United States, in Canada. The British might have a slightly different version, but they also are speaking casual. I think Americans, 
North Americans are more casual than British in general. We're more relaxed over here. Okay, let's play it. Let's just listen to a little section of a conversation with my mom. I called her on the phone and I said, hey, mom. And then we started talking about the weather, a snowstorm, in fact. Let me just find the spot here. There we go. So we're talking about the weather. I asked her about how's the weather where she is. She lives in Indiana, which is in the middle of the United States. It's called the Midwest. It's the middle part of the country. And I know they were getting some cold weather. And then we start talking about uh, the snowstorm that was coming to the northeast part of America. That's Boston, New York area. And we talk about how the news was saying, oh my God, it's going to be a huge blizzard, a huge snowstorm coming from the northeast. Oh my God, panic, fear, fear. Oh. And my mom talks about how at first she thought that they, the news said they were going to get 12 feet of snow. 12 feet of snow, which is a huge amount. 12 feet of snow is, let's see, it's four meters. <laughs> okay, that's right. And so I we're talking about it and then I started thinking and I'm and then I started thinking, wait, that's that's too much. Can't be 12 feet. And then we realize that, no, 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 it's actually 12 inches. 12 inches is, is one third of a meter. Big difference. And, and then we talk a bit about how, how the news in general is always trying to create this fear and everything's so exaggerated. And that actually 12 inches of snow... It's a lot, but it's not. It's nothing to fear, especially in the Northeast. They are used to getting a lot of snow. They get a lot of snow up there in the winter. So, yeah, 12 inches is really not that big of a problem. Not a big deal means it's it's not a big issue. It's nothing to worry about. Not a big deal. All right, so let's just listen uh, as I talk to my mom. For uh, This is about, let's see. Two and a half minutes. I'm going to play two and a half minutes. I'm not going to stop, not going to interrupt. See how much you understand. How's the weather there? Is it cold? It is cold. It's turned cold again. But boy, up in the east, they're going to get hammered. That we, we got a little few flakes today. That's all we've really had. We haven't even had anything we've had to scoop up. Um, but up north, oh my gosh, like New York and through there, they're getting, uh, what do they say? Um, I thought they said 12 feet. 12 feet of snow? Because they said that you should go out every hour and do it. Good Lord, wow. Uh, so they should, because I thought, well, maybe they meant 12 inches, but 12 inches wouldn't be a big deal up there. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, a foot of snow wouldn't wouldn't be that. But you know, they call it is it called a north northeastern or something like that? Oh, because the storm comes from the northeast. Yeah. So, but I th- I mean I mean twelve feet doesn't sound logical, but I don't know why. But at the same time, they're making a huge deal of it. I wouldn't think twelve inches would be a real big deal there, would you? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, one foot, it's a lot of snow, but it's not horrible for way up north like that in the northeast. I don't know, but 12 well, feet that's is, what I thought. 12 feet sounds too much. That's Well, I I thought it's I know the number was 12, but they were saying about going out every hour and uh shoveling and um uh, you wouldn't have to do that with even 12 inches. Yeah, well, well you, you have sure to now. know, you know, the, 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 the fake news media, they just love to dramatize everything now. You know, I, I mean, we probably got that amount of snow in Virginia one time. I remember when we were a kid. Oh, we did. We did. Yes, we did. And you said just didn't seem the same level of hysteria. Oh, my God. Huh? You know, I mean, I, I think they just pump it up for try to ratings and things and. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seems like like things that to me storms like oh it's a hot spell or um, uh-huh. it's raining a lot. You know, you actually go out and it is not that big a deal. Like this, if it's just one foot of snow, I mean that's a lot. That's a big snowstorm, but it's not catastrophic. Well, no, and they, of course they're more equipped up there too. Yeah, yeah I mean if it happened in Georgia, that equipment. would be catastrophic. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. So how how was it? Could you understand everything? Was it easy or was it difficult? So just to give you an idea, that should be very easy. That should be a an easy, casual conversation. Nothing in there too difficult. However, I know that some people, maybe many, maybe you, will have some trouble with that conversation. So why? There's no super difficult vocabulary in there. So why is it more difficult? Well, it's because you learned formal English in school. They taught you formal English in school. How is formal English different than real English, than casual conversational English? Well, we can hear some things in this conversation that will give you an idea of how it's different. What's different? Okay, number one, idioms. Idioms and slang, okay? Idioms and slang make casual conversation more difficult, and we use them a lot. Now, that conversation with my mom, we just used a few, not many, but like a big deal. That's an idiom, right? It's not a big deal. Not a big deal means it's not important. It's not a problem. It's not a big deal. It's not a big problem. But if you don't know that idiom, you might know the words big deal, not a, you know each individual word, but the phrase, not a big deal, if you don't know that, then you will be confused. What does that mean? I don't know. Now, in some conversations, we use a lot more. My dad, I'm going to record my dad soon. My dad uses a lot of idioms. He uses more than my mom. My mom uses them too, but my dad uses them a lot. And so... If you listen to a conversation with my dad, you might be confused because he's using idioms so much. I made a course with my dad, businessenglishconversations.com, businessenglishconversations.com. It's a business English course, but you learn a lot of idioms in that course too, just because my dad uses them so much. What else? What else is different about casual conversations that makes them uh, seem different than school English? Well, another one, pauses. Pauses. We have breaks 
in casual conversations, but they're not always at the end of a sentence, right? In a, in informal English in school, they always pause at the end of the sentence. Hi, how are you doing? Pause. Well, I'm fine, and you? Pause. But in real conversations, casual conversations, we're thinking, right? We're Many times we're thinking, sometimes we're thinking two things at the same time. So we will pause anywhere. We'll say, you know, how are you? Well, I'm, uh, and then just pause. Right? Just right in the middle of the sentence. Like there's, so that can be a little more difficult to understand sometimes because the pauses are in strange places. You're not used to it. You're used to, you know, everyone speaks in a full sentence. And that's the next thing that makes casual conversations difficult. Lots and lots and lots and lots of partial sentences. Partial means not complete, not whole, right? A part, it means part. So this is super common. And you hear it in this conversation that we don't speak with a complete, Complete full sentence. We'll just say half a sentence. Yeah, I'm doing fine. And, uh, and, uh, and then we might just change the topic. We change what, cause we're thinking. So we, we're thinking we might start saying one thing and then stop in the middle of a sentence and then change to something else. This also happens a lot because uh, the speaker will say something, say part of a sentence, and then they expect you, they think you will know what they're going to say. They will expect that you understand. So they won't say all of it, right? Because they, they think, okay, you know enough, and they'll um, they'll just say something like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example um, in, in this sentence. So I'll say, yeah, 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 uh, 12 feet's not enough because you know up there... And then I, I might just stop. You know, up there. And if you just saw this on a paper, you would say, up there what? What? What's the rest of the sentence, AJ? But in the middle of this conversation, my mom would understand up there, it's not a problem. Up there, it's not a big deal. She would understand up there, meaning in the northeast, in the north, it's not a problem. So I might just use a part of a sentence. And we do this a lot. And we do this as we're thinking, so we'll say half a sentence, and then we'll change what we're going to say. And in this way, too, the grammar might change. This is why sometimes it sounds like someone is making a grammar mistake and say, oh, my God, you're a native speaker, and you use the wrong grammar. Which, you know, usually it's not actually a grammar mistake. Usually what happens is you start to say one sentence, then you change it. So I might say... For example, I, I do this a lot. I'll say, you know, there is one, actually, two or three important things we need to discuss. So if I say, there is two things we need to discuss, there is two topics, well, that's wrong English, right? If I say, there is two, two, there is two topics, so say, oh my God, you made a mistake, AJ. Well, why, why did the, why is the grammar wrong? Well, because in my mind, probably I started to say the sentence and I was thinking one. 
So I was thinking there is one topic, one important topic. But then in the middle of the sentence, before I finish, I realize, oh, no, no, actually, there are two things I want to say. And so I'll just, I'll finish the sentence with the idea of two. So I'll say there is uh, uh, two, two important topics. So see, technically, in a formal English, that would be wrong. But in a normal, real-life conversation, we're thinking... See, you can think faster than you can speak. Your your thinking is probably four, five, six, ten times faster than your mouth. And this is why we change in the middle of sentences. This is why we suddenly might change the grammar because we start with one idea and then another idea comes in before we finish the sentence. (laughs) Finally, another thing, the last thing that makes casual conversations more difficult, seem more difficult, you hear it a little in this conversation, is that sometimes the speakers talk at the same time. Right? So in in the textbook, CDs, it's always one person speaks, then the other one speaks, then the other one speaks, then the other one speaks, right? It's, it's, hello, how are you? I'm fine. And you? But in real conversations, people get excited, and sometimes we start talking at the same time, right? Because one person's talking, like my mom is talking, and then she's maybe in the middle of a sentence, but I already know what she's saying. I, I already know what she's saying for the rest of the sentence. So I immediately I start talking before she finishes so I can ask her the next question or I can make a comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll, right? So I'll, it's not really interrupting. We do interrupt sometimes also, but sometimes we just talk over because you're at, One person's in the middle of a sentence, you already know what they're going to say, and then you come in before they finish, and then they do that to you. And so they overlap, we say, right? They Sometimes it's happening at the same time. So, woo, when you're not a native speaker, when you are an English learner, oh my God, that can be tough because now you've got two English speakers speaking at the same time, and you're trying to understand both at the same time. Ah! That also makes it much more difficult than just one formal speaker. So you can see for all of these reasons and others, casual conversation is much different than the English you learned in school. But the important point is, this is the real English. This is the real spoken English. English, casual conversation, what you just heard with my mom, that's the real English. That's what you will hear every single day if you visit America. Everywhere you go, that's how people speak. If you go to a restaurant, if you go to a cafe, if you meet other people, if you go to a party, if you have a business meeting, doesn't matter. Anywhere you go, that's how people speak. So you've got to learn the real spoken English. That's why in Effortless English, we teach you real spoken English, not formal school English. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that. 
Let's go to our Twitter. Twit, twit, Twitter. All right, my Twitter is AJ Hogue. It's just my name. A-J-H-O-G-E. AJ Hogue. Twitter. All right, now, today's topic, it's not actually just one question. This is a question I get a lot on Twitter. People ask me different versions of this question all the time. They ask me, which should I learn, American English or British English? Which is better, American English or British English? Which accent should I learn, American or British? Which is most useful, American English or British English? So it's the same basic question again and again. Here, today, I will finally answer this question. I will give you my final answer. The number one answer. Are you ready for my answer to this question? Okay, here it is. My answer is... America! (laughs) If you know the movie, what movie does that song come from? If you know, tell me on Twitter. Let's see, who will be the first person to tell me the movie that that song comes from? What's the movie of that song? (laughs) I love that song. It's funny. Very funny song. It's a funny movie, too, actually. It's quite funny. Okay. So, America. America, of course, is the answer. America. American English is much better than British English. British, Eng- British English is finished. They're an old, small little island. And America's big and very influential. <laughs> Of course, I'm joking a little bit. <laughs> I like the joke because uh, some of the British English teachers online, like on YouTube, and they they get really upset about this uh, question. You'll see this in comments sometimes on YouTube videos and things. Uh, people talking about this question: American or British English? And and yeah, usually the Americans are kind of funny. The Canadians are funny. The Australians are just funny about it. We don't really care. Uh, but some of the British people are very, uh, oh, British English is the real English. Uh, they get very upset and angry. <laughs> so I like to joke about it because I know it bothers them. Um, but the truth is, of course, it doesn't matter. It's the same language. It's the same language still. We like to talk about the differences, but in fact, the differences are fairly small. Now, on the other hand, of course, you have to answer this question yourself if you want to focus more on American or more on British. 
We're more on Australian. Why do we always forget the poor Australians? Eh? Might? Okay. And when I say American, I really mean North American. So that would be America and Canada together. Quite similar accent. Basically the same accent. A little different, but mostly the same. Now, I will say this, not joking, being serious, that I believe the American accent and American English is the most useful in general in the world, simply because, as we all know, America is huge, really big, very powerful, very rich. Uh, most of the media is American English. I mean, Hollywood movies, Hollywood television. There's just so much of it everywhere in the world. British is less. Britain is small. It's much smaller. It's a small little island country that used to be big, but not anymore. And America's still really big, huge. So in general, I would say American English is the most useful. The American accent would be the most useful. But it really does depend on you. If you plan to live in England then the British accent would certainly be more useful to you. If you're planning to go live in Australia or study in Australia, you should probably learn Australian English. Now, here's the good news. You don't have to choose. You do not have to choose. It's not a choice. This is a false choice, right? It's this school thinking again. It's this or this. No, it's not. You can do both. You can combine them. It's the same language. Listen to some British stuff. Listen to some American stuff. You can learn both. Yeah, sometimes we use a, a little bit different vocabulary for a few things. So you just learn both of them. If you, if you listen to some British English, you'll learn some of that British vocabulary. And when you listen to American English, you'll learn some of that American vocabulary. You know, 99% of the vocabulary is exactly the same. Same with the accent. You can get used to both so you can understand both. This ha helps your listening. You know, when you listen to some different accents, you get used to people speaking a little differently and your, your listening ability actually, in general, gets better. So mix in some different accents. You could even try some regional accents sometimes, not all the time, but try listening to a New York accent. Try listening to something with a Southern accent. On my Twitter, we have some people who watch The Walking Dead TV show, The Walking Dead. And a lot of characters in The Walking Dead have Southern accents from the South of the United States. That's where I'm from. Now, I'm not speaking with a southern accent right now, but I know the southern accent because I lived around it my whole life. So Walking Dead, you'll hear the southern accent. So, so you can mix it around. Don't, don't get so worried about this. It's not one or the other. You can do both. All right, now in general... You can ask me questions on Twitter. You can make comments on Twitter. You can suggest a topic for a show. VIP members suggest topics for VIP lessons. What do you want to learn? What, what problems do you have in your life? 
not just with English, but in general, for making money, having a better career, uh, with relationships, with your health. What problems do you have that you need help solving? Tell me on Twitter. I will do VIP lessons about those topics. Also, if you have a specific movie scene or part of a book or part of an audio, you want me to teach the vocabulary, you want me to use the movie technique, use my mini story technique with the VIP lessons, then tell me on Twitter. I'll do it. I like to get suggestions. I like to get requests. My Twitter is A-J-H-O-G-E. That is A-J Hogue. Okay, then. You will succeed. You will speak English. And you will learn real English like we heard today. Keep listening every day. Keep working every day. Most of all, enjoy the process. This is so important. When you listen to my podcast, just relax and enjoy it. You don't need to get stressed about it. You don't need to try to memorize anything. Just enjoy the topics. Relax. Pretend you're listening to a radio show. You're listening to a radio show in English. That's amazing. Be happy about that. Listen every day. When you want to get serious, you want to be serious, you want to really reach advanced level, you want to be fluent, you want to be a confident, powerful English speaker. When you want this, then join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye for now. 